episode 89 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I am your host, Jesse Munrobot, and I'm joined by Keelan the Quesadilla Simpson and Simon Sugar Cube Evans. <laughs> Improvisation. Yeah, that yeah okay, is... okay, good improv skills. Yeah. What can I say? I'm like a, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a regular Mark Bonanno, as they say. You know, as the kids say. I have to say, it's kind of amazing that you chose that name for me because shout out to Aldi, they have, quesad- the they have quesadillas that you can buy, and they're like four dollars fifty for like two, and you just chuck them in your little toaster thing, and they're freaking incredible. Guys, mm, go to Aldi, okay. buy their quesadillas. Also, this is a sponsored post. Also, their enchiladas as well. It is not Ooh, sponsored, yeah. unfortunately, but it is sponsored. If we say it's sponsored, it's sponsored. Uh, I don't also think that's how legal contracts Nike. work. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't see Esquire in your name, Simon's. I called you Sugar Cube. Okay, you're not <laughs> Simon's Esquire Evans. I don't see Aldi wanting to associate themselves with our rancid brand, so. <laughs> I like to think that we are kind of the early days of Audi of podcast. Because, yeah, it was like the whole, the whole like joke of like, oh, they got the TVs next to the Mandarin. Mandarins? Mandarins? Mandarins, apparently. <laughs> Mandarins. Mandarins. <laughs> they wrote them wrong. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's actually. Change pretty- the topic. No, that's- Change the topic. No. Okay. Well, on the note of supermarkets, I, I want to share with you guys, so everyone listening, as well as uh, as well as you two, um, my favorite little weird discovery. Thanks, um, Thanks for including so- killing myself in this. <laughs> yes, you are. You are absolutely including this. So I have a packet of sunflower seeds, um, roasted, of course, but. They are for those listening at home. I can verify this point. Hope if you want to see these sunflower seeds live, though, we are on twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. Coconut flavored sunflower seeds. Coconut what? Coconut flavored. Yeah. Why? I don't know, and that's so, why so I bought like them. Sweet. Yeah, they are. Well, because in in Spain, like they're they're a pretty popular thing, and you often find like barbecue flavor, or, like a few variations of you know more savory flavors. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And yeah, so I stumbled across this and um yeah, cha cha coconut flavored sunflower seeds. And they are I don't know, surprisingly I don't know really quite nice. Like the coconut flavor is I do like coconut. I'm one of the, I'm one of those weirdos that loves fucking bounties. I think bounties are some of the best chocolates you can get. Your dude, your Okay, I don't hate coconut, but the way you're getting real horny for that, for that, you know, furry <laughs> apple, it's, you have really questionable fur, food taste at times, my guy. Dude, okay, coconut's great, but bounties, goddamn. Yeah, bounties um, aren't coconut, bounties oh, are bounties. Okay, come on, man. But I enjoy that, alright? That's, <laughs> that's the level of, like... There should be a bounty on you for hey, your crimes against flavor. Hey. Anyway, hey, um... But yeah, like the the coconut flavor is quite quite subtle, um, but quite Moorish as well. And of course, it's just sunflower seeds, so it's not super bad for you or anything. So yeah, I've just been munching through those whilst I've been playing Gloomhaven with my friends and stuff. It's mm. good. I do recommend. Right, I know we had like a bit of a running commentary on your on your coffee habits and you know your your flavored milk habits. Recently, I went to the store and I saw on sale, shockingly, that one of uh, Keelan's favorite cuisines had stepped into the milk market. 
Super duper. Ooh. There's super duper uh. flavored milk. I had the bubblegum flavor. I wish I was dead. <laughs> it tasted like if you described to an alien the concept of Listerine, okay, and all they had to make it with all the abducted cows they had, that's what it was. I had a sip of it and I taste it. It's so weird how, like, you know how your sense of taste is intrinsically linked to your sense of smell? This is the first thing I've ever consumed where these things were not linked. They were separate entities because the milk just tastes like milk. But I smelt the Listerine. <laughs> but you don't taste it. So uh, it, it, it was a bizarre experience. Um, I poured it into my backyard. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a dead patch of grass now. But that's why it was $1.50. Because it tastes like fucking... Like rooming a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> For ah. any dentists listening, I apologize profoundly. Why? Is this going to be <laughs> For any abuses you might have suffered at the hands of Jesse Monroe. <laughs> Minty Monroe, they call me. <laughs> Awful, man. <laughs> Let's just hope it's floss. I'm trying to drink I'm trying to drink my hot chocolate here, okay? And you're making it very hard for me. Several times now I've nearly spat my drink all up (laughs) onto my computer screen. Jesse, if I ruined my screen because of that, I would blame you. Good. Do it. It's gonna be milk like your screen. Speaking of things that have fucked me up though, this weekend I I decided to stream Age of Empires. Okay. Finally sat down with Age of Empires. Guys, it's really hard. I stream for like an hour and the enemy kept killing me. It's super aggressive. Have you guys played it yet? No, I haven't. Is that I can't even pass? tell you if it's fun or not. Because I keep getting my ass kicked. You know, I'm not even up to the second age yet. And these motherfuckers come with their swords and their fiery sticks. And they hit my, my villagers. I've barely got an army going. It's very turn, upsetting. Turn the difficulty down. I did. <laughs> oh. I did. <laughs> Maybe you should try, and, Jesse. I'm just saying. Maybe you should try and play the tutorials. Maybe it's a little bit different. No, teach you something no, that I'm you're not missing. doing that. Just saying. I'm not doing that. Also, Simon, don't give me this attitude. I was playing as the English. Okay. That's your okay? fucking your problem. Pe- <laughs> that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking problem, mate. All right. I don't. The French did not like me <laughs> at all. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's that's the issue. That'll happen. That'll happen. Well, you know, let's talk about games, eh? Speaking of, oh, we just were talking about games. It was a segue of sorts. A little bit. There has been another game I'm playing this weekend, and it is, unlike Age of Empires, something that I'm not awful at. I'm not great at. But I am having so much goddamn fun with Forza Horizon 5 from Playground Games. Uh, We mentioned it in the last podcast. We had our first kind of initial thoughts on it but i think mainly keel and i have sunk our teeth a bit further into the game the way i've described it is this it may not be my favorite racing game ever but it is the best racing game i've ever played i can say that with all with confidence as well it Praise. is absolutely i can't i can't fault it keel where, where do you sit with it yeah dude, you know i am a critical person in general I can't find a single thing wrong with this game. Cannot find a single goddamn thing wrong with this game. And it does something... Tearing up, it's beautiful. It does something very um, very different 
to past Horizon games as well, Jesse. I want to tell you this little story about the game. There's a mission that the game sort of like points you in the direction of. And of course, you know, you can choose to do it. You don't have to. But you meet a mechanic and she is very passionate about vehicles as everybody in the the Horizon (laughs) Festival is. Every single person, yeah. They they love uh, dance music, electronic dance music, and they love cars. That's the one thing and you know like about everyone. And they you by your name as well. Right. Is your name in the list? My name is not on the list, but I've just oh, called man. myself Bort instead. <laughs> Bort. So. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry to drop you here. Simon, you played Forza, have you played the Forza games recently? I've like never year? played a Forza game ever. So what it does is when you set it up, you can register your name. You can pick your actual name mm. and it will call you your name. It carries over from past Forza games. Yeah. So I hadn't put my name into this one yet. It's like, hi, Jesse. I'm like, <gasps> God, my podcast is so famous, they know me. <laughs> Mine is never in there. It's gone from in Forza Horizon 3. You're not the... It was, you're going to need to host more. It was uh, Drongo. So... <laughs> you bloody Drongo. Every, every time uh, a new map pops up, your little companion voice thing goes, Hey, Drongo, there's something <laughs> new for you to go and see over here on this side of the map. Uh, it's weird but also simon like all of the voices like the the voice acting and uh, some of the cutscenes, they use the name there as well so it, it feels very yeah, personalized i had heard yeah. about that in previous games where they first sort of implemented that and got the ball rolling this game it's does eerie. this thing where it's constantly just encouraging you and patting you on the back but not like it feels like it's saying it to you personally like if you know what it feels like i need some encouragement and so we'll get back to your story in a second yes, we but the way the characters interact with each other you know when you watch a trailer dumps at e3 and they have those really over the top fake like streamers playing game with each other and they're all like communicating cooperating and being friends yeah. whatever the fuck that is um so i've been listening to red um that's what it feels like it's all this over the top enthusiasm it's like Hey Jesse, great racing! Look in the Forza Horizon. We've taken all. We've taken over Mexico. <laughs> the, the sorry, the concept of Forza Horizon. We'll get to this eventually. It's actually Far Cry Seven. Fucked it. Fucking oh, dude, dumb. ruining what it. What is it? Do you just go to a place and you race and go on a stage? Is it music as well? What do the people of Mexico think of this? I'm a, driving through their fucking backyards and shit. It's a music slash car festival where they take over a whole country and annihilate it. And, and mash it down <laughs> to a smaller map, a condensed version. They, they, I don't know, the cars drive over every single surface. I don't know about you, Jesse, but when I want to get somewhere in Forza and I want to go there quickly, I drive in a straight line. I do not follow the roads. So um, I've trashed some ancient, ancient uh, (laughs) holy places in my time in my fucking Ford Bronco. Okay, (laughs) A little bit of of negative uh, cultural exchange there. I feel like it would be very inappropriate for me to do something like that. (laughs) Simon, it's inappropriate to everyone. Um, Could you imagine (laughs) how many millions of dollars it would have cost? To put on a festival like Forza. Billions of dollars, in fact. Too much. Yeah. Like, it, it, I guess it's like just Top Gear World Tour, but... Sorry, and again, we're going to get back to your mechanic story in a second. Will. You know how games like um, Fortnite do music events? 
They have concerts. I feel like this would lend itself really well to it. Like having like bands and musicians perform, release songs, blah, blah. I feel like that could be, especially with the Forza Arcade mode where the, the these things just pop up you can drive over to it and then participate like having an event like that could be incredible that's a good call jesse yeah. i'm just saying i'm just saying and it sucks because like the music is one of the big parts of the game and yeah. apparently the soundtrack's pretty damn decent um but because i've been streaming i've been playing with it goddamn i i hate having to censor licensed music on stream it's just so fucking can everyone just get along I feel like I want it because she's like in the car. It's like, oh, time to listen to some Foo Fighters, and all you hear is like, like just some generic rock. It's like, ah, I want generic rock, but I want the generic rock to be the Foo Fighters. Hey, I hear the don't insult the Foo Fighters like that. I like the Foo Fighters because Dave Grohl will come and blow your ears out on the drums in your sleep. Mm. He'll just appear in your house and just. He's always welcome. Friend of the show. Thank oh, absolutely. Well. Fucking, yeah. Blowing ears out. I'll tell you guys a little bit of a story before I get back to my mechanic story. Um, well, I'll tell you... 100% we will forget this mechanic story. <laughs> but, uh, I'll, um, no, no. I'll start the mechanic story, then tell my story, and then continue the mechanic story. So, oh, shit. Okay. Um, the mechanic, he uh, gives you a phone call and is like, hey, so I heard that my grandfather is storing an, a classic racing car that he used to drive around back in the day up in this place nearby. Um, it's in a weird place, and I really need some help finding it. Do you mind um, taking me and seeing if we can go and find it? So you go off on a, on, a, on a ride, and it's like a regular barn find, basically. You find this barn that's kind of hidden off in the side, and you open the door, and it's an old 1963 VW Beetle. Classic car, you know, nice. it's beautiful. It's just everybody knows the car. Um, when I was a kid, um, my dad bought a VW Beetle, one of these old, just spectacularly built. It's like a freaking tank, man. It was just, it, you <laughs> couldn't die. It was beautiful. It was ugly. It was loud as shit. And I was so embarrassed embarrassed of that car when they would come and pick me up from school (laughs) in that thing it's the year 1999 you can't be driving this shit around it is the loudest thing in like a three kilometer radius it's freaking ridiculous but i became very fond of that car and unfortunately we had to get rid of it so back onto the topic of the um simon he became so fond of the of the 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 beetle that he got the same haircut as it sorry go on (laughs) keelan Oof. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think we Bit get a, it because it it's it, it's shiny on the top and it's like oh, shiny and smooth. It's shiny and smooth and round. For audio Keelan has no hair. I God have a head. <laughs> you have a head. <laughs> Thank you. That is true. <laughs> that was an attempt. That was an attempted drive by. Segway back into the story. Oh God. So anyway, I'm pretty fond of the Beetle as a car. So, you know, there's there's a little bit of uh, connection there for me personally. And of course, there's a little bit of connection for this mechanic friend of yours as well. And she's like, oh, this is crazy. I need to take it back and just work on it. I'm going to restore this car um, to honor my grandfather. And she goes 
across it and she starts restoring it and you get to drive it in its various sort of states of repair and you're doing missions and That's stuff cool. for her. It's, re- it's really cool. And she ends up telling you things. She's like, hey, he was doing this. Th- I found these mounting holes on this side of the car, which means he was doing this type of thing with it. And I can't believe he was doing it at that time. And she she like she gets insight into her grandfather's life, and you are there to sort of like experience and hear it alongside. I wanted that it. to take a really dark turn and be like, yeah, he moved to Argentina for some reason. <laughs> found this hidden compartment. I found I found all this gold. <laughs> um, and you end up doing all these events that he used to participate in. And she's like, oh, man, my grandfather would have loved this. And, you know, towards the end of this this quest chain, because there's quite a few events that you sort of participate in. She's like, you know, this has been really special for me because I've never felt closer to my grandfather. Um, I feel like he's here with us when we're driving in this car. I think it's something really special. And she ends up giving the car to you, which is a bit weird, but whatever. Uh, a just, bit weird like i've never felt close to my grandfather you've been the one driving yeah well she's not a driver she's a mechanic I mean, she makes I, that clear that, she makes that it, very she clear. could be right she was just never very close with him and um it just yeah. it just feels different to all the other stories that have been told in forza before because pretty much all the other stories are like you're a really good driver do you want to come race and win these things for us how about we race a plane let's race a train now okay hovercraft no, nobody's ever found the statue in the far, in the desert here oh wait you found it first go <laughs> <laughs> great job so this feels <laughs> really different and a lot more personal and it's it's a, it's a different way of telling a story and I yeah mean, I, I quite like that it's like yeah yeah so that works thematically. They haven't had to... A lot of the story, quote-unquote, enforces, they've had to force it. And it, it's over the top, but it works. And yet you're racing planes, there's people on motorbikes. It is that sort of middle of a Top Gear episode. Mm. But th- this is the end of the Top Gear episode where they do the heartfelt story of Richard Hammond's talking about old F1 cars. And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. I like this. this yeah. nice. there's, there's the heart oh, there I didn't have that mission yet. That, that's a lot of heart. Uh, I, that's what was missing. I'm surprised by that. That's what was missing for me before. I wish it were more directly integrated into the sort of the the main campaign because that's definitely a side quest but it's so nice to see something like that and just to feel like i want to go and do the quests for this person because of Mm. things that we're learning along the way about her and her family and and yourself too it's such a weird balance to to strike there because again the rest of the story is hollow as hell. It's just, you're here on Party Island. Welcome to the Fire Festival. Fire, Let's yeah, drive right. cars. It's Fire yeah. Festival um, if it succeeded. And then, but then you have this mission with hearts. Like, okay, cool. I've got to know you and your mate, possibly Nazi grandfather. I want to learn about myself as a character. Like, what, what, what do I do? Is, <laughs> what does my grandfather do? <laughs> That's all I want to know. Um, as for the game itself, though, what I love, so... I've, I've spoken to MZ Earth about Burnout Takedown. Best racing game, my favorite, my favorite racing game ever. What the Burnout series did was with Paradise, they they changed sort of racing games. Mm-hmm. Racing games used to be all menu based. You would go in, mm. you'd select, you know, you you'd race, you'd race around a million times in Gran Turismo, and you'd get like a Honda Accord at the end. It's like, oh, great. Paradise introduced the open world. So it's like, hey, there's races, but you can you can fuck around. It's a playground. It's a playground game. So see what I did there? But you, you can just fuck around the whole map. You will learn the tracks. You will, you're going to learn to drive 
between races. So when you get to the races, you know you know this area. You know the shortcuts. You know what you're doing here. I like that it seems like uh, Forza Horizon 5 has a lot more Paradise DNA in it than I expected. With There seems to be a lot more little random missions you can do around the map. Smashing billboards is one of them. Um, the speed test, the, the jumps. It feels like going in the Paradise map again. Aside from, and I wish there were better crashes in this game. God, I remember when crashes were a thing that sold games? Yeah, I yeah. remember when Burnout Revenge came out, I had my copy of the official PlayStation magazine and it had like a three-page spread of frame by frame how a car distorts and disintegrates when it's hit in the game. And it was incredible because, you know, you hit the wall and the first thing that blows out was your back windscreen because you could see the shockwave move yeah. through the car. Yeah, and like your, your, yeah. ba- you, you know, your back lights would pop out and then the car would start to crumple and deform and had like, you know, Man. 12 different areas of deformation and stuff like that. That was cool. And then at one point, they just kind of stopped doing it. I think it was because they were trying to get more licensed cars and a lot of... Oh, that's it, Jesse. None of the cars... Don't want to see the car smashed up. None of the cars in Burnout were licensed, so... Yeah. Yeah, but like even then, like, because they went... I, I can't remember which Gran Turismo was. One of the past Gran Turismo's. There was no damage of cars. And it was really weird. It was so jarring. But now they found this kind of middle point of like, you can smash up the car a little bit. It's like, oh, look, in for a penny, in for a pound. Let me wrap this thing around a fucking tree. Yeah. Like, I, I want I want big crashes because I'm a child. I think it's about maintaining like the the silhouette and visual identity of the, of the vehicle. Yeah. Because like, if you look at the damage modeling in Forza games... It's it's all cosmetic stuff. Like the glass, the glass of your light will break. It will visibly crack, but the the glass will still be there. Like the shape of be it, there. it'll still be there. So I don't know. That's I right. miss damage modeling so much. Ah, yeah, it used to. Yeah, because I mean, again, burnout games. It's just fun. Like it just just being able to completely wreck a car. That's part of the I think appeal in. Um, like GTA games, for example, being able to be car, yeah, like just beat the crap out of some random person's car in the middle of the street, and then wait for it to set on fire and run away. That's fun. Um, but I mean, when it comes down to the cars in this game, the control. Okay, I'm not a car person. I used to sell used cars because I'm I'm dodgy, but I'm not <laughs> a car person. I I'm on my L still. I'm, I'm a, an adult. Um. I love that even as a layman, I can tell the difference between cars. They feel different. Yes. Yeah. And I, I've already got a few favorites and you get cars at a really rapid pace. I never felt yeah. bored with cars. I've already got like, I haven't played that much. I mean, I've got dozens of cars. Um, and like just swapping between them on the fly using that, oh, that beautiful photo mode. Oh, one, oh, of the best I've, one of the best I've enjoyed in the game because this is, game is... Are you playing on the PC, right, Kills? Yes, I am. Same here. I'm going to actually start playing it on the um, TV, I think. Good call. Graphically, this is the best uh, Xbox... Uh, sorry. Game Pass game, Microsoft game, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Um, game that I've played. It's beautiful. It it just nudges out uh, Flight Simulator. It just feels good. But I do have two complaints. Mm. One... Character creation. We talked about how cool it is. The game knows your name. I wish it gave us more than, what, 15 preset characters? And you can't change their skin tone. 
Yes. It's just like, this is your skin tone. They're for you. These are the features you'll have. Like, that seems really antithetical considering like, the next page you go to is a really cool feature where, you, you know, there's um, options for like amputee players who want to see themselves in the game. There are ones with like um, you know, prosthetic arms and limbs and stuff like that. So you can make yourself really felt in the game to an extent. It, it just felt odd, kind of at, at odds with itself. Mm. My other issue, and this one is apparently quite prevalent, is I'm having a lot of logging in issues. Me too. Um, this is a bug that they've, not, they've, they've, they've mentioned before. Yes. It basically, it, it, the game just says, you need to be logged into Xbox in order to play, but you've just logged into Xbox. Everything else is saying you're logged into Xbox. The game just won't register it. And it takes a few logins, logouts, a few resets, and then you get going. But for what is one of Microsoft's big, big titles this year, probably the second biggest title of the year, it, it was annoying. There was one one day where it, I started playing something else instead, and that's never a good sign. The, um, mm. That's never happened to me in my time playing the game, but I do disconnect from the service every now and then while I'm driving, and then a pop-up kind of comes up, and then it reconnects again like later down the track, which is distracting and annoying, um, mm. especially because if you are in the middle of a combo chain <laughs> and you disconnect, it terminates your combo chain. And that is supremely disappointing. My favorite, sorry, just to go to my favorite thing before we move to the next topic. I love that it auto kind of fills the opponent um, driver names with your Xbox buddies. Mm. So there's a few races that I know that I'm not racing necessarily Killen's driver tar. It just kind of named the driver after him. That's cool. Holy shit. I will beat you so Badly in this game, Keelan. I'm overtaking Keelan. I'm overtaking Lawn. Oh, it's oh, beautiful sometimes. I've whooped that loser to restart the race, but still. I've whooped your butt so many times. There's I no can't proof. There's no proof. I streamed the game. There's no fucking proof. This Simon, look at his eyes. He's lying. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> Simon <Definitely>. knows. <laughs> mm, on to you. Anyway, it's a good game. Play it. It's got a great vibe. Just makes you feel good. Play it. That makes you feel good. Speaking of, of games, hmm, not my strongest segue. Um, the Xbox and the PS5. I just turned one recently in the last week. Remember last year they came out within a few days of each other, and it was very, very tough on my wallet. And I'm only, I'm still recovering from that financially. Um, well, we got a little birthday cake baked, birthday cake of of, of discussion. Um, and we're ready to blow the candles out on this one. So we're just gonna go through the, what the PlayStation is, how we feel about the PlayStation after one year. Kind of where we're sitting with the Xbox as well after one year. We'll start with the PS5. So the PS5, I've got one. Simon, you've got one as well, correct? Yeah. And Keelan, you're... Hmm. I'll, I'll get your answer there. You don't have one at the moment, but I want to get I want to get sort of a temperature check for the end. Okay. Just real quickly, first party games that have dropped for the for the PS5. Because that's, let's face it, that's what we're here for. Returnal, fantastic. Ratchet Clank. Fantastic. Demon Souls, fantastic. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, fantastic. Deathloop is a timed exclusive, but I'll still count it. Is fine. Now, a lot of people have kind of been like, oh, it hasn't been a great, you know, where are the game, blah, blah, blah. Because I think a lot of people are comparing it to, you know, the PS4 and Prime. I look at the PS4. You know what the big games that came out for the in the first year was for the PS4? Feels so. Rezo Gun. The Last of Us Remastered. 
Infamous Second Son, and Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor. Nothing great. I mean, a remaster, a, a smaller game, oh, made by the same team and made Returnal. Good stuff. Hey, didn't yeah. that Killzone game come out at launch? I said good. <laughs> I like Killzone. What is it? Shadow, 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 Shadow Fall? Shadow yeah. I liked yeah, well, it. It's Shadow Fall. It was fine. Look, I didn't add it to my list. And I want to cover up the fact that I didn't get it in the list. It, 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 look, it was good. Um, but just it, it didn't do anything no. for me. No. I mean, on the topic of games, Simon, would, has there been any... What have you thought of the library so far? Have you really got into it? Because I know no. you probably don't play your PS5 as much as you kind of thought you would i guess no not at all um obviously i didn't get one quite on launch day but pretty close to it that it doesn't matter um and yeah i have played a grand total of three games on it wow well, why is that like is that because the games have an interest in you or you've been doing other stuff partially because i've been doing other stuff and partially i've been doing other stuff because the games haven't massively interested me there hasn't been, I think, so far in this console generation, many games that have made me go, ooh, definitely going to grab that, that are, you know, more interesting on console than they are necessarily on PC. Yeah. A lot of the time, if something's coming out and it's coming to all the platforms, I'm going to look at it, I'm going to go, cool, I'm going to play that on PC. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Mm. Exception to that would be uh, Resident Evil 8. I was like, nah, this feels like it should be a console game. Played on the couch. And I didn't get that far into it before I sort of lost all the momentum that I had. And I was like, eh. Man, I'm pumped for that DLC coming out. And then... Give me more village. Like, Mars Morales, I did finish. Um, Massively enjoyed that. But again, that was a smaller game. That was a, you know, not as... Very, very tight experience. Yeah, very tight experience. Very sort of... um, Very focused. And I liked that. It was much easier to keep the momentum on that. It was much easier to just sort of power through it. Because I know for a fact, like, ah, this bit's a bit slow and I'm, eh, it's cool. Give it five minutes and I'll be, you know, fighting another boss. Easy. Um, I think just compared, like, to other game launches and stuff, though, like, I I know that not all the games in this list appeal to to you directly. Because you're playing a lot more stuff on PC nowadays. I think compared to other first year consoles, this has been ridiculous ridiculously good i don't and think look, i don't could think have been, been better ridiculous. but a few games were pushed back i, don't oh, think it's been I, I completely disagree with that. i think it's completely been disagree. i think it's been good i think it has been you know a very solid offering of games but i do not think it's been anything stellar uh i think i, I could not disagree more I, I had a look through a bunch of first years for other consoles and look you get a few really good games at launch but that first year is normally a bit of a dearth it normally kicks in about three years in I think, I mean, it could have been even better. If, you know, we got a few games delayed, like Horizon Two and, and Ragnarok. Because um, those are those are the next delayed. ones that I'm like, oh yeah, that that's going to be cool. That's going to be interesting. Oh, the future, like Spider Man Two, Wolverine. Whew. Yeah, the future um, is looking very bright for the console. But as it stands right now, I feel like I could have not bought the console and still been mostly okay. There we like, go, Simon. That's me to a T. And and it's you know, it's one of those things that I, I do not regret my purchase in any way, shape, or form. Very happy that I own it. It is a cool machine in and of itself. I I like it in many ways, but I do not feel like my purchase has been entirely worth it at this point in time. 
I'm not so much looking at just from sort of my own point of view. I just think as, as a console itself. So as a, as, as a product, because I think the games that have released, there is such an eclectic range. There is a, you know, family-friendly games. You got your Ratchet and Clank and your Spider-Man. You got more hardcore stuff, so your Eternal and your Demon Souls. I think you have a, there is something to please most gamers in that first year that, mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, look at other, other lineups. I, I haven't seen it before. But moving away from games to the, uh, what I thought was the coolest part of the hardware when it first released was the DualSense controller. Mm. The DualSense this has haptic feedback. It speaks back to you. It does all this type of stuff. I remember playing Astro's Playroom and you know we spoke about this when we had our first impression of it last year. And I was blown away by this controller. I thought this was going to be the future. And look, it still is. It's fantastic. But the last game that really did anything with it was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. <laughs> that came out like a, well, the same week. No one has done anything with well, it. Well, Jesse, a game that I think is like the perfect game to demonstrate for Returnal. Um, the like the, the nuance that that can give you. Death Stranding, director's cut, has um, the trigger function in it. So when Ooh. you're balancing yourself out and you're you're sort of traversing the landscape, you get different levels of resistance depending on like how much you're tipping and w- how your footing is and everything. That's the All exact right. type of thing that I want to see um, the the controller used for. It's freaking genius. I love that. Also, I, I really hope that that game uses the same rain kind of feedback as um, Astros because rain on. When a, when rain is done properly with the dual sense, it is one of the coolest things I've, I've, I've ever done. How's how's but your it, controller holding up, Jesse? Like, what's how's how's it? Look, feel? the battery life shit as as it, as it was when, we, when it was first released. I've had no issues with it. I've seen a few people have issues. Mine's holding up fine. I've seen okay, okay. <laughs> I've seen a lot of pictures of people like oh the the texture on it because it has a little X circle yeah. square. Get really dirty. If your hands are that fucking dirty, wash your hands. Do not touch food. Do not touch children. Just stop. <laughs> it is a you problem. Do not problem. go near the elderly, please. Holy shit. I, like, look, it, it, uh, uh, I, have a, I have a problem. I'm out. I have a problem uh, with controllers with, like, sharp edges and stuff like that. Um, and, like, grooves. Um, the Xbox One controllers in particular are really bad for that because... Your skin and stuff, it gets stuck behind, like it gets caught in the thing, like you can't avoid it. But the DualSense seems to have like a smooth back with the exception of that uh, that textured surface. So yours is not dirty at all, Jesse. No, no, it's, it's absolutely I'm spotless. A, I'm a very clean man myself, okay? I've, I probably have issues, okay? There's probably something wrong with me because I'm that particular about things, okay? But I have huge issues keeping controllers clean because I don't know. Maybe my hands are flaky <laughs> and greasy they are. and disgusting. Oh, God. So I'm very pleased Awful. to hear that. That it's, it's yeah, not absolutely, gross. absolutely no issue at all. Um, I, I I see a lot of that rhetoric online, and then most people in the comments are like, "What are you like? Just this isn't a console issue. This is a general cleanliness. This is personal hygiene issue." On your behalf, you nah. would have made anything dirty. I think it's definitely a console issue. Simon's, Sim, Simon's there, just like, oh no, my controls are filthy. No, <laughs> no, not even. Because they covered it. You covered in sunflower seeds. You got sunflower <laughs> dust all over oil. But coconut. No, oil. um, right. My controller experience has been shit. In a word, 
I've gone through three controllers. I have perch I've had to buy two additional controllers because what? the quality control has been abysmal. Now for context, and I'm going to compare this to the Switch because I still say that the Switch Pro controller is my favorite controller out there. I, I bet that you're definitely talking about the Joy-Cons. No. Yeah. But but actually, no, that does bring up you you Raise an interesting point that I'll get to in a moment. So the first controller that I got with the console, the start button, the options button, whatever the fuck it's called, didn't work. I remember talking to you guys about it, and I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. is anyone else having this issue? Is it a bug, or is it my controller? No, it was my controller. My controller was kind of fucked. The start button didn't work properly. So I went out, and despite the fact that there was basically none available, I managed to get another controller. That lasted maybe about four months before it started experience really bad drifting. Whoa, this is within four months. Like my Joy-Cons that I got on day one do less drifting than this DualSense controller does. Like that is how bad it was. It was unbelievable. Like I couldn't play a game. Couldn't even go into the menus without Ugh. ending up somewhere fucking different. So after, like, what, this is about six months into having the console, we had to go and get a third third controller. Now, this one has worked perfectly. There hasn't been a single issue with it. It's been fine this whole time, really nice, really responsive, and, yeah, cool, great, brilliant. Like, I'm really happy with it. But the fact that I've had to go through two other controllers to get one that works is almost embarrassing. And again, mm. I'm comparing this to the Joy-Con, and the Joy-Cons are abysmal. A bit different, though, because the Joy-Con seems like a much wider spread issue. Yes, like, I, I've just started getting drift on, like proper drift on mine, and I am fucking pissed. Because I want to play Metroid Dread, and I need my proper, you know, I need some good feedback on there. Precision. I need it to be moving. Precision. I keep getting eaten by this goddamn cleaning robot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're just bad at Awful. it. Anyway. Um, I can't be two things. I can't be two <laughs> things. Um, but no, like, honestly, I've experienced worse drift on the DualSense controller in a much shorter span of time than I ever have with the Joy-Cons. And don't get me wrong, the Joy-Con situation is pretty bad. And I have several sets of Joy-Cons, and a lot of them do have drift to varying degrees. But none of them were as bad as quickly as the DualSense controller, and that is such a shame. Moving on to the expandable storage, have you fucked with that yet? Are you, are you going to fuck with that? Nah, I don't feel the need it to. Seems, uh, look, I don't have the need to yet, but it still feels feels like a real mess. So, I mean, just comparing it to the Xbox, sort of jumping ahead, the Xbox has the uh, Seagate card, you pop in the back, it costs a billion dollars, but it's, it's plug and play. You're good yeah. to go. It just costs more than a series, uh, uh, series S, which is mind blowing. But it, it, it proprietary. Pop in the back. You're good to go. With the PS5, it's it's there's no proprietary card. You go through some other third parties and stuff like that. The annoying thing is, Sony came out. They released the the a list of specs that you know you need for this card that you know, pop pop in pop in yourself. Again, you have to do a few little things. It's not that hard, but it can seem quite intimidating. They release tech specs for it. Not a list of cards that will work with it. Yeah. Like, that is completely alienating 
a majority of your of the people who who may need this it, it feels weird if you're not like kind of engrossed in the pc space and know your parts and your pieces yeah, and all that that's... Type of shit, like myself i look at them like oh, i'm gonna ask you on yeah and yeah, absolutely. it shouldn't be that way there should be a list of like hey here are the the ones we recommend they you know when they sold they actually says ps5 and something like that like it says this will work with your ps5 you know this is something. a this is a great idea implemented shockingly poorly yeah um, yeah it's so good to have that that choice and to be able to choose like uh what brand and what size expansion you want fuck me it's not that hard to just yeah. tell people this one's best yeah. this one works good but, but well, even then i think they should have had their own proprietary version as well yeah just absolutely for, if you don't want to think about it too much just buy this make it look at the old ps1 goddamn memory cards as well ah oh, absolutely why and and additionally i get sort of like on that point as well yes it, it leaves it in the manufacturer's hands to go oh this is compatible with your ps5 but how many people that like our console gamers exclusively are going to be looking at SSD releases and being like, oh, does exactly. this one say it's compatible with my PS5? And maybe it doesn't say it on the one website that they're looking at because they don't know where else to check. They're checking it on Amazon and it doesn't say it on the Amazon description compatible with PS5 and they don't know, even though it's perfectly, perfectly capable. And and then there's also a bit of a weirdness about adding like a third-party component to your PS5. You've just spent yeah. a lot of money on a console that's supremely hard to get your hands on still. Yes, very. Do you want to be fucking around with it yourself? It, I don't know. It, it feels really poorly managed. And someone like me who happily splashes cash on all sorts of dumb shit, I sort of looked at how they did it, looked at specs, saw that there was no just straight-up list of, of things released, and I'm like, I'm not going to touch that yet. Oh, maybe look, down the track when I have too many games, sure. Well, that's the other but thing. But I don't need it right now. It is, that's it part of the thing as well. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, this expandable storage. For what games right now? Like, you haven't made me want to download many yeah, games. Because, again, now I know I'm a bit of an outlier in this situation, but I yeah. much prefer my physical media. I love my physical media because no matter what legal bullshittery goes on, no one can take the physical disc away from me. I own it. That thief? is mine. Yes, what about but- a thief? A sly raccoon comes in your house. <laughs> Yes, games. However, no. however, huh? I'm not. Huh? Gonna, there, there isn't going to be a lawyer from EA busting in through my window to be like, "No, we've lost the license for this game. You can't have it anymore." And run off into the night, giggling like some weird little maniac. That's not going to happen. But if you've got a, if you've got a game downloaded, they can go. Oh, actually, so I'm going to turn the I'm going to turn it off now. Press the button, and that's it. You've lost that game, and you're not getting yeah. your refund. And ha, then ha, you're, ha, like, you. you're like, "You're like, ha, good, good. Get out of here, EA lawyer. You go up to your little case where you keep your games. You got a little." little lock and key you undo it you open it and just a little calling card it has sly raccoons silhouette in it yeah. you got fucked by the raccoon okay <laughs> i'll be like sly i need your help i really super I've important sly raccoon in my mind lately i really want a remake oh um, all right we'll talk about remakes on the next thing, and this is yeah we, we certainly will there has been one ongoing case with this thing speaking of case it's been about the ps5's shell Yes. The outside case. The legal issues I've been having with a brand called Dbrand. <laughs> I don't like Dbrand. I find their advertising <laughs> shtick is just... It's just pure island childish. It's, uh, but I kind of like that. coming from me. Okay, I, was I, say. I just think it's, it's way too edgelord. It's like, okay, calm, calm the fuck down. I, I like and it in the, the sense that it's like... <laughs> 
they know that they are pushing the boundary. Like, they know that they are pushing it to see how much they can get away with it. They're very aware of that. They're very aware. Like, but, saying, sue us. And Sony fucking sued. And then they countersued. Because they had this shit fucking prepared. Head. They were not it's so kidding childish. around. It's like, I mean, like, yes, but doing? at the same time, why? Why is Sony suing people for creating custom faceplates for a console? Like, what? Where? Where? Oh, where? But, where but, is the legal boundary being drawn there? Because I feel like well, I think again, I don't know the legalities of it, but I think if Sony's you know going to actually sue them, they would have checked the legalities behind it before they did it, so they would know more about it than we. Which do. is why D Brand was so is, confident in this it is, as well. This is before, even before this happened i used to get the d brand stuff always on my um popular on my facebook um like feed and stuff like that and she's like you know we've got the shit you want duh, duh, duh. and then you go into the comments and all these people just like um we got your stickers and they're just peeling off this is shit your customer service doesn't reply back to us it seemed very much like hey why how about stop being edgy and stop releasing like a, a better product that's just me enemy of the show d brand hey d brand fucking sue me um <laughs> But I think Sony will eventually release some um, new case styles and stuff like that. Have you got used to the the shape of it at all, or are you still like, ugh, ugh? Look, I've always liked it. I liked it from day one. I liked it. It looks like some weird little alien machine. I love it. I have always loved it. I think the contrast between the white and the black is pretty nice. Um, I do, however, feel like the exclusively black version that dbrand provide uh, is re- like makes it look really slick. Like that is something I would imagine seeing as a like a prop in a future sci-fi movie. Like I think it makes it look really slick. But as it stands, I do just enjoy the regular white case. Yeah, I've flipped one on the side because since we've moved out of rearranged entertainment unit, and on the side I, I really like it. My only complaint is still, as I said, kind of day one. I don't like the the I like the black and the white, but I don't like how the white's matte and the black's gloss. Yeah, I think they both need to be matte. And it would look really nice. Mm. Um, definitely not both gloss. It's not. It would have reminded me of the uh, the PS3 with a Spider-Man font on it. Just quickly, I've <laughs> seen side plates that have taken those top wing things off. So that it's just, it's shorter, and it's, yeah. it's it goes with the curves of the like the black section of the actual console. I think that looks a shit ton better than the the current one. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, I personally like prefer it the wings, it, but I do I I do like the way it looks when it's a bit smoother. I think <laughs> the wings, wings make what is traditionally a bad looking console look weird, which makes it look good to me. I think when you dull that, you just get a very bland, big... It, it almost seems bulkier with those wings taken off it mm. because suddenly you're not distracted by how weird this is. You're focusing on the on the bulk of it. But anyway, that's, that's a discussion for another day. Anyway. Keelan, are you any closer to wanting one of these than you were 12 months ago? I want one eventually, and it's... like I think like the same thing that I said back then... It's primarily to play like this big backlog. Like I've got all these PS4 games now that I want to play because they've got these upgraded modes and the mm-hmm. you know the back compat plus features and everything. That's really cool. But honestly, the price is still too high. There are still too few PS5 exclusive games that I want yeah. to play. 
it's basically and the- Miles Morales, and that's also on PS4. So, um, and look, we haven't touched on the supply shortages because we mention them every second episode. But obviously, massive supply shortages still. But it has sold, even then, has sold extremely well. So as of October 2021, 13.4 million PS5 Ridiculous. sold, which is wild. imagine if they were Ridiculous. able to imagine if they were able to fill demand. Well, this is. I th- this is going to be probably the best-selling PS uh, PlayStation console of all time. On on that note, though, have you heard the recent news that Sony are actually cutting their uh, supply expectations due to the ongoing semiconductor shortage brought about by uh, that god diddly damn virus that's been going around? The virus? What? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, crazy, <laughs> but yeah. So um, yeah, Sony have recently announced that they're actually cutting the um, intended supply because they know they're yeah, not going to make the sense. they're not going to make it because there's literally just not enough semiconductors, and it's not obviously exclusive to Sony. This is affecting literally everything and every all technology. Yeah, and I mean this is even affecting like cars. Like that's. I know. <laughs> That's how significant of an issue it is. So it, it's not it's not just like a oh, electronics. This is this is affecting everything these days, and it's for a similar reason that um, people speculate that the Switch OLED was going to be the 4K Switch Pro because everything else matched up with all of the reports um, in terms of like the new dock and all, like everything else matched up apart from the 4K processing you know i don't think that's there's two reasons i don't think that's that's correct go on one is you wouldn't sort of sacrifice your new console you'd wait delay it a year it's not fully announced yet you you still could two nintendo loves scarcity come on they would have gone mad for it they would have been like here's a new console we made four also why would you put an expensive (laughs) oled screen on a console that's focused on dock for docked 4k performance that I mean, you get the sense. best of both that way. I would argue, handheld mode sense. would be really nice, and then your dock mode would look even crisper. But anyway, anyway. yeah. Skipping over to the Xbox, who's also has it's a it's one year anniversary now. I'm the only one here with an Xbox. I got the Series X, and look, it's a very very attractive. Uh, it's it I think it's in my top five like looking um consoles it's just a beautiful little fridge but i've completely forgotten about the console and that's not a bad thing when we first discussed the xbox keelan had his harebrained little fucking theory that microsoft was going to just move away from consoles and it's, it's game pass game pass is the future and i'm like no it's not traditional console launches of the future and the present and the past they're not this is just a Game Pass machine. It's my preferred way to play Game Pass. Game Pass is the product, and I am fucking invested in it because Game Pass has exploded this year. They got what four hundred titles across the the console and and PC. I'm playing. I find myself playing the PC stuff a lot more just because of streaming. But again, mm. my preferred method is playing it on on the um, the Xbox proper. And the Xbox itself, the console, I've got no complaints about it. The there's no load times. I, I, I still can't fathom this. How quickly I can get sick of Cyberpunk and play something better. And you can do it instantly. It's fantastic. I, I was I constantly have about five or six games that I jump between. 
Um, and it really sucks because the games that I've put the most time into on the Xbox are three games I just thoroughly didn't enjoy. Cyberpunk, Valhalla, and fucking 12 minutes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But look, now that the old EA catalog's on there, I've been, I went back and I started playing a bit of Black. One of the best first-person shooters ever uh, made. And just having it all there, you kind of spoil it for choice. You got games, what, like Forza just drop Again, playing it on PC, but I probably will go back to the, the console. Apparently, by the time that this um, podcast is out, Halo's multiplayer will drop, which is really cool. Dude, the, um, the Halo campaign is launching at the beginning of December, like December the December 8th. 8th. Like, I had it, no it, idea crazy. that's coming. All of this stuff this so quickly. Xbox has been playing second fiddle to the the PlayStation for the last, you know, basically forever, like since its inception. This summer is Microsoft's chance to take a real fucking bite because they they got Forza's done doing amazingly well. They got Halo that's about to drop, and Sony has a pretty quiet summer coming up until Feb when Horizon drops. Horizon Zero Dawn, not Horizon Forza. Um, I I really plus and let's not even get into the whole like Bethesda acquisition blah blah blah. I'm super excited for the future of Game Pass. It 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 is just ridiculously placed, and I I can now see as somebody who wasn't really involved with the Microsoft ecosystem or really engaged with it. I've just I can look back at the last few years and you can see the little moves that they made. They've moved every piece in the board lining up to sort of 2022 to 2024. The next two years of the Xbox are going to be massive, I reckon. Um, and I, I'm completely sold. I mean, the console's great. It's a little bit more easy to get than the PlayStation 5 from what I've heard. I don't love the controller. I never have liked the Xbox controller. It's got a really sharp edge on the front. I'm really glad you mentioned sharp edges before. Um, plus I've had a few like battery issues and shit like that, but that is what it is. That's um, so weird. I've never ever had battery issues with uh, Xbox controllers, PlayStation controllers. Oh no, this, it, I bought one of the rechargeable packs for it and just it's garbage. Um, but I mean, look, I'm very, very excited for the, the future and stuff of, of, of the Xbox. The first year has been fine. Yeah. Just nothing's really blown me away. It's been fine. It has definitely played second field to the PS5 in my household. I was going to say, it's interesting because I I feel that way about the PS5. I feel like it's fine, like perfectly fine purchase. Like, again, as I said, I don't regret anything, but I just haven't been massively glued to the PS5. But on the Xbox platform discussion, uh, there are few little things I want to complain about. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the Game Pass experience on PC is at its best real, real nice. Like, it is super mm. straightforward. You find a game, you click install, and that is it. It installs. Once it's finished, you go ahead and you play. At its worst, it is a nightmare to deal with. Yep. I had to soft hack my own folders to find where something was stored because I had a corrupt file that shouldn't have been installed to begin with. Soft hack should be the new name for Viagra. Please continue. (laughs) 
um, I installed Back for Blood. Um, I was, you know, a couple of my friends pulled it on Steam. I wasn't as sold on the premise of it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to grab it on Game Pass because it's not costing me anything extra. Went ahead and did that. Uh, we've played through almost all of the main scenario. Um, first time around, we're on, the, we're on the last sort of segment. And it's been a good time. But I have encountered several bugs based off of the fact that it is the Game Pass version. I have encountered all sorts of weird and wonderful error messages, again, purely because of the fact it's the Game Pass version and not the full version, as it were, quote-unquote, full version. And when it installed, it created a new folder directory. And I had a bug, looked it up. People were talking about this like weird, corrupt file that might exist. I tried to go into the folder directory, and I couldn't. It said, you are not the owner of this folder. And I went, hmm, that's not right. Considering, obviously, this is my PC, I'm the only user, and therefore I am the only admin, I have rights to everything on this computer, and you cannot tell me otherwise. So I had to go up two levels in the folder directory, had to change the owner from, I don't even know what it was, to me. Fly, fly Raccoon again. <laughs> yeah, but I, I had to change it to me to then get access to the rest of the folder directory. And it was super weird because I don't know why it wasn't letting me in to access my own files. Like, it was such a weird thing to have done. um, It's a very common thing to happen to a lot of, like, uh, Game Pass for PC install packages because it's, it's, it's like, its own package. It's distinct and separate from, like, the Steam version or the Epic Store version or the um, GOG version. And I don't know developers aren't getting it right microsoft are not making it easier on them either um it's it's a clusterfuck i hate it so much but i did hear recently that they are working on improving the pc experience for game pass and overhauling that completely i don't know when that is meant to come but hopefully that means they're not going to install it to protected folders anymore inside of your your user folder because honestly that is a nightmare you can't clear shit out my no um, i have one computer that just cannot run master chief collection just can't do it i need to reinstall windows oh don't even get me started yeah. with the issues i had remember when we yeah, tried to play yeah, that yeah fucking but nightmare anyway, back back to the 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 console it, itself well back to both consoles i think it's been a really, really solid year for both of them. it just it's such a shame that the main takeaway from sort of in the industry is you can't get your hands on them mm. you, you know what can you take that out of the equation and it's been a really i think it's been a really really solid good fun year from both of them we had some great first party games Jesse, we've had game pass really set it's the scene if this hadn't been like a year where everyone was stuck at home with nothing better to do but play video games we would have said that this was a great year a yeah, really great yeah, year for gaming it's it's so weird. Like now that like you know the game awards and stuff are coming up, everyone's putting out the games that will be on the list for you know nominated for game of the year. It's so weird that there hasn't been yet. I mean, Halo's still to come, but there hasn't been the big blockbuster game this year. You know, you haven't had like like a Last of Us or something like that drop this year. But you look across this the whole landscape, that's fucking solid as hell. Yeah, I I actually can't really remember the last year i had this much fun like all around with games i haven't played as many as i want to 
But all the ones, again, just want to touch on Guardians of the Galaxy. Mwah, 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 mwah. Love it. Love it so much. Again, that should have used the dual sense more. Because it would have been cool because you step on a lot of squishy things. It would have been good. That would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to doing our end of the year sort of game, story mode awards content because it's going to be. It's, it's tight at the top. It's going to be good. Um, moving on to a game that I don't think will be on our list of game of the year. Maybe we should do a crappiest games of the year and just uh, get GTA <laughs> Definitive Edition. I don't know what the definitive of. Now, I was planning on playing this. I was really excited Saturday night I was going to stream it. It's going to be a laugh. I love San Andreas. It's going to be great. Um, but the game's been pulled from the Rockstar Games launcher on PC, where I was planning on playing it. Now they took, they took it down, and when they took it down, they took the whole launcher down with it. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was down for twenty hours. So people who bought games like Red Dead and shit like that couldn't play the game they had bought for twenty hours. It eventually came back, but the GTA trilogy is still not there. You also can't buy it from Steam, um, and if you did buy the game on the uh, Rockstar launcher before it was pulled. You still can't play it because the game needs to link to the launcher. It's a cl- this is a proper uh, sign sealed and delivered clusterfuck. Now, according to Rockstar, the games were taken down so they could have removed files that were accidentally left in. So it sounds like there's been a bunch of copywritten music mm-hmm. from the original games that they weren't they didn't have the rights to bring back to the remake. They can't. You can't just have the files there. Remove them. What the fuck are you oh, thinking? There's more to Plus it. Plus the than hot that. coffee yeah. mini game. The fucking hot coffee stuff. <laughs> Why would you leave this in? Look, it's such a meme. Everyone knows hot coffee thing. Basically, it was, it was a some code in GTA San Andreas. It could be hacked um, to trigger a sex mini game. Uh, <laughs> it became it was a massive thing. There was uh, all sorts of controversy for Rockstar. What? That should have been the first thing you remove. Still can't it, believe grown ass adults made that. Like, I at all have doubts that anyone made this. Really, this wasn't just it's, put it's, into it's, a blender and everyone hoped for the best. It kind of was. Well, um, <laughs> now you could go. I guess you could go download the uh, the original version of Steam. Wouldn't that be right, Gillen? <laughs> no, wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. They pulled it. Yep. They pulled the the original version of Steam to force you to buy the definitive edition. Plus, on top of that, they started then handing out DMCA strikes to people who've modded the original games on Steam. Yep. Because it, they had made a better fucking version of this. Mm-hmm. The one that just the the part that's getting to me the most is Strauss Zelnick. Um, he's from Take Two, which is Rox's parent company. Last year when Cyberpunk came out and it was Cyberpunk. <laughs> just just bad. He came out and said, Oh, take two take two would nothing like this. We would never release something in this condition. No, they're right, because this is worse. This makes me miss Cyberpunk. Now, again, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to play it. I wish I had. But I've watched countless gameplay videos. I watched streams of it. I've watched just the meme community tear this thing to fucking shreds. Mm. Because, again, 
This is a definitive, definitive, that word has fucking meaning, version of one of the greatest trilogies of games ever made. And they have just put no effort into it. Now I'm going to go through a bit of a list. I have a list of of glitches, reported glitches. There are more than, you know, we have possibly have time for here, but these are some of the more notable ones. Um, first of all, the rain. Have you guys seen the rain? I have seen the rain. You have seen the rain. It's torrential. It kind of doesn't work. It's so hard to describe what it does because it's so unnatural. It makes no sense. It seems like the rain is constantly in the distance, but also... Simultaneously, in the con- too much in the foreground. There's too much of it. There's no opacity to it, and it seems to link or connect with the camera, not the landscape. Yeah. So as you tilt the camera, the rain tilts. <laughs> it's so. It's so torrential. You can't. You can't drive at night. So the best way I can sort of explain it, it looks like a filter, like. A filter that's been placed on top of the gameplay, but it hasn't been done properly. So it clips through things unnaturally. Like you can see certain segments where like the map doesn't quite connect right and you just see it sort of fall through there. Um, you can be standing in like under shelter. I saw a gif of someone standing in um, Big Smoke's garage and it was just raining in there and... Just there's all sorts of like weird shit about it. It seems like they've just put a blanket filter on, turned it up as much as they can, and gone, yeah, that would do, and not understood. Turned it up and then turned up some more. Yeah, and then not it's understood how much. rain actually works. I don't think this was made by people. I think this was made by a computer where someone has well, briefly we'll explained what rain is and has gone. We'll get into yeah, that, that in do. a moment. Um, oh, it I, it's been fun because I'm watching a lot of developers on online like on Twitch and stuff. Try to kind of uh, work backwards to find out how exactly this rain has occurred. <laughs> and they're struggling too because it's that weird. Um, but not the weirdest thing that's happened in this game. Um, a lot of the GTA games are very funny. And a lot of it is just written jokes. A lot of them are storefronts. You know, you have like Cluck and Bell and stuff like that. Uh, there is a guitar store. I believe it's in Vice City. And in the original version, mm-hmm. killing you like this. It advertises in the front window that there are a guitar wank booth and there are air guitars for sale. Classic GTA comedy, okay? Now, because I've run this whole thing through an AI upscale, it has not detected what these words are probably because they are low resolution originals. When you read it as a person, you can understand what it's meant to say. You can understand the joke. You have a bit of a laugh. Obviously, the AI can't. So, guitar wank becomes guitar hank, one word. Guitar hank. Sounds like a German word. <laughs> and air guitar becomes AR guitar, which, yeah. I mean, if it was connected to a uh, ammunition, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll use an AR guitar. Yeah, but um, no. Now, I mean, the reason is, like, <laughs> the definition of the text within the game is lower then the 2015 iPhone port, which we'll get back to in a moment because that iPhone port is very important here. Uh, also means, you know, other jokes like the Shaft Hot Dogs van. Um, the motto in the old games was the taste of a real man's meat. It's changed to the taste of a real man's heat. 
Awful. Your characters have stringy arms because the AI hasn't detected that clothing is not, you know, a skeleton. It's not part of a person. See these weird, bulbously deformed resin evil appendages attached to people which is fine because it doesn't really matter their tattoos don't even stick to the skin itself (laughs) one of the scariest things i've seen is a cliff face that's textured as somebody's face i really hope if you go in the file that person's name's cliff but it's just a face all over the map um hats and bandanas are morphed into flesh there is a case of somebody's jersey number because a few different characters are meant to be wearing different numbered jerseys, and they've clearly just sort of like patched over the seven to put a put a nine there. But if you zoom in, it's like that, that seven's still there. You've kind of just pushed mm-hmm. it into the character a little bit. When you look back, when you're CJ in San Andreas, and you look back when you're riding a bike, the camera like gyroscopically locks onto CJ's face, really zoomed in. So his face takes up 80% of the screen and he just looks at you with this blank expression and just like stares at you. It's it's so off-putting. But the worst thing this game does, and I don't know how this is the worst one because I think this completely breaks any illusion of fun. Look, these games are janky. They were janky when they first came out and you'd expect them to be a little little bit janky today. They are old games. This isn't a remake. Um... So this is just a remaster. Like this wasn't they're not building it from scratch. Old games may seem big, especially when you think back to them. The maps may seem big, but they they weren't. They use a lot of tricks like fogs, 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 multiple fogs. Yeah. Fog and clouds and all that type of shit to obscure your view a little bit and create draw distance. Mm. There's nothing in this. There's no fog. There's no cloud. You can see motherfucking Mount Chiliad from Grove Street. That is the opposite end of the map. And because it's not loaded properly, it's a super low poly version of actually had. So you have this like, green spike constantly on the horizon. The reason this is such a shit. Fuck. And I don't normally get like angry about games. I understand games are extremely hard to make, especially this year. But when you have a definitive version of such a, a, a beloved and premiere title or you know, trilogy in this case you can't just run it through an ai upscale which they've done here you need to have a person involved in it somewhere along the way they've clearly run it through an upscale and what they've put through the upscale isn't the console version either there's a bunch of evidence that's saying that this is actually the mobile version that they have upscaled because there's a bunch of effects that couldn't be done on the mobile version that have somehow made their way into this. We've had years of people modding GTA games, okay? And they look good. I mean, they don't look like they're, you know, just came out 2021. They look fun. They look they look a little bit, little, little bit better, but they, they keep the same spirit and I would have been happy with it. We've had some really good remasters, you know, in, in recent memory. Mass Effect. To remaster a notoriously bad port of your game from mobile and to release it as a definitive edition. This is why... And then they're going to come out and say, oh, we didn't know about this, blah, blah, blah. This is clearly why they didn't release any game footage. We, we mm. got no gameplay footage of this in the, in the lead up. They knew this was going to be this bad. I just don't understand. Just don't do it. This, the harm it's done to your brand. And the GTA brand has been taking a little bit of a beating in the last... 
year or so, and it's all been unforced errors on Rockstar's behalf if they keep releasing GTA 5, which, look, am I going to play GTA 5 on new console? Hells yeah, I will. I don't need to be shown at every single, um, you know, event with no real new content. I don't think there's a clear path to upgrading from last gen, the yeah. last gen version. It's just... It's just there. It's like, here's more. Here's a game released years and years and years ago. Just more of it. And it, it I mean, I'm going to say it feels like a money grab. It is a money grab. Look, these companies are there to make money. I don't care when they do a money grab. That's fine. I mean, we're, we're gamers. We we thrive in nostalgia. If, if, if an old company releases an old game, sorry, a company releases an old game, we'll buy it. We know it's a money grab, but fuck yeah. Give me Crash Bandicoot. It's just, this is just done with such a disdain for its audience. And there's the added layer of being like, oh, we're taking it off Steam to force you to buy this one. And we're putting strikes out against individuals, you know, people who were just sitting at home who have on their own made better versions of this. It just. Genuinely, I genuinely think it's insulting. Yeah. To its audience. Yeah, it's gross. Like, this is really weird. Now, this is something I wanted to bring up because I noticed it when it was first announced and a lot of the character models look like someone's tried to recreate them in Sims 4. And (laughs) Look, Sims 4 wasn't that bad. (laughs) The hacked version of Sims 4. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not fucking paying real money for Sims 4. Get fucked. (laughs) Oh, don't don't mind my parrot and my cutlass and my hat. It's just for decoration, I promise. Happens. Yeah, of course. But no, like honestly, it the second I saw like GTA Vice City, and of course you you see the main character, and he's almost iconic for how fun and colourful Vice City is as a GTA game. Especially when contrasted with San Andreas, which is that little bit more bleak, a little bit more like serious of a get up i mean relatively for a gta game but you know it tells a quite a honest story about gangster life and um like you know quite serious and it doesn't have the bright colors and, and, and the, yeah it, it's, it's like quite, cocaine fueled as vice city yeah exactly mm-hmm. and vice city does feel Look, like i'll say it i'll say it. cocaine makes more life life more fun probably I'll say it. <laughs> probably does um, but yeah, like Vice City Official is... Official storyboard standpoint on that one. <laughs> Vice City is, you know, fun and colourful. And of course, the main character is reflective of that in his design. He looks mm. exactly like he's been pulled right out of the 80s and chucked into that video game. And now it looks like he was taken out of the 80s, put through Sims 4 by like increasingly drunk people about eight times, and then chucked into this game. And... He, they have weird sausage fingers. Fingernails don't fucking look right. There are a few character models in San Andreas which are bugged to all fuck. There is this one gangster that has been that's walking around and it is haunting basically the neck. Yeah, the guy with yes. like no neck and it just oh. goes right into his body. It's so weird. It's, I'm seeing oh, it everywhere and I right, kind of like, love it because it's so strange. Imagine <laughs> your cheeks. Like, you know, your cheeks sort of like attached to your neck, which then attaches to so your chest. Imagine your cheeks attached to the ends of your shoulders. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> it just, like, blazes out. It's so weird. Ugh. I hate it. You know what he looks like? He looks like, you know, the guy's head explodes in the film Scanners? Just before... No, not not uh, not Scanners in um uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And the guy gets so angry that he, like, puffs up and he explodes. He looks like a frame before he pops. 
That's very specific. <laughs> that is but that's what his neck looks like. Very it's all specific. I don't like, but, just, yeah, like it's so the, disappointing. But that's the thing. Like, there's so many weird. Like, it, it's there are times I've seen a few screenshots where the, these games look awesome and the lighting looks really nice. And you the know, lighting is so up and down, isn't it? Because it either looks the thing. It either looks brilliant. Yeah, or it looks atrocious. This game is constantly flicking between looking really cool and being almost unplayable because of just how bad it is visually. You can't even tell what you're doing. Now, I'm not really one to be a stickler for graphics or anything. You know, I'll quite happily play a 16-bit pixel art game any fucking day over Red Dead Redemption 2, as an example, right? That's not a shot at Rockstar or Red Dead Redemption 2, by the way, I'm just saying. like, that's 100% the, the shot from me. <laughs> but, you know, I, like that that's sort of more my avenue. And I'm like, yeah, cool, I, I appreciate that uh, a bit more. Whereas, if your graphics and your graphical fidelity and your environment is so bad that it makes the game unplayable, you need to fucking go home and study the basics of video game design before you even go close to touching another one there, there is go on, sorry, sorry simon this is this something that happened that, that happens uh, for another game which is uh had a, a big big milestone recently the elder scrolls 5 skyrim um there is something that happens when you mod a game like skyrim when you put lots and lots of mods on to replace textures to replace character models static meshes um you then you put in uh something to to change the the um, sky boxes you put something in one of those emb mods to just change the general atmosphere and then at a certain point you'll put something in and it will just break everything else a little bit that is almost yeah, exactly everything Almost exactly. You change a few ones and zeros, and then you realize you're throwing the whole thing. It's like a domino effect. I recently had that happen on on Skyrim as well. It's fucked everything uh, that's happened below it. That that feels like what's happened here. Like they've just put on one too many things here, made one too many changes, and it's fucked something fundamental. And they didn't do proper testing to catch it. No, well that's the thing. These games have absolutely not been fucking quality tested at all. And it shows from the amount of weird bugs that people are having. Like, another one is someone made CJ as fat as he can possibly get, because that is obviously, that's a mechanic from the original San Andreas. That Hell is yeah, he throws up do. in the start. So good. Yeah, it's it's silly and, you know, a bit of a laugh. And in this game, his character model isn't even fully attached when he's at max fatness. <laughs> like, there is a, I kid you not, there's just like a triangle gap on his back where his waist should attach to, you know, the rest of his spine, but it's just not there. Jesus it literally gosh. just doesn't exist. It's just straight see-through. Because they clearly didn't go, oh, yeah, we know we need to make sure that it looks all consistent or anything. No, they were just like, fuck it, whatever, it doesn't matter. I want to bring up the developers of these games. Grove Street Games. Now, they were formerly known as War Drum Studios, initially formed in 2007. Now, with a name like Grove Street Games, that immediately says to me, oh yeah, these guys are fans of GTA San Andreas. They give a shit about this sort of stuff. This is going to be great, initially. But then if you have a look at what they have done previously, 
All they have done are ported the following Rockstar titles. GTA Chinatown Wars to iOS and Android. GTA 3 to iOS and Android. And then, obviously, the definitive edition. Max Payne ported it to iOS and Android. GTA Vice City and GTA San Andreas. Right? (laughs) Now, one of those ports is any good, and that is GTA 3 on Android. Everything else is pretty shit. I can't vouch for Max Payne, so if I'm wrong on that one, I will concede that I mean, point. To be to be fair, there aren't many to, you know console to mobile ports that are good. No, uh, but there's I, look. I think while the studio has definitely has to be some questions asked by Rockstar, I think this doesn't really fall. This falls on Rockstar. This is their yeah thing. This is, mm. like I know. Growth Street Games is like a subsidiary of them, but I, I I don't feel like they can really be thrown the bus on this one. No, absolutely. This is, this is Rockstar through and through, and it's like Rockstar as a whole. They they should they put themselves in a bit of an opposition. Rockstar games are full of satire. Yeah, and I think when you when you when you a satirical, you need to kind of be above be above the fray, and they've they've suddenly become. And this is something that I think South Park has done as well, but that's just my personal opinion. They have become what they would have satirized year, years ago. Yeah. They've become an absolute hollow shell, money-hungry company, and it really sucks to see. But I agree, it is Jesse. what it is. It currently yeah, got a Metascore, Metascore of 0.5, which is, is dropping. Currently, ah, the, but, um, currently the lowest rated uh, game on Metacritic ever. It has beaten out Warcraft 3 Reforged, which was that abysmal remaster of uh, hey look fancy that it's another bad remaster by another game company that used to be everyone's favorite and has now turned to shit the parallels are right there um but to be honest i want to play the fuck out of this i'm so morbidly curious about it so hopefully it gets back up soon hopefully it's still broken and hopefully i can stream the hell out of it but with that, I think uh, we'll wrap it up there because, uh, like I said, we 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 wanted to play this. We planned to play this before um, the episode, but we can't because reasons. But I'm sure, hopefully, I have a few thoughts about it next week. Um, if you want to catch up, you know, with our other episodes and such, we're on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, also search for Fan Critical Podcasts. They keep our lights on. I have new lights. Thank you. It's not actually part of them, but still, <laughs> I have new lights. Um, check out their fantastic uh, range of podcasts. Got a bunch of new new ones as well. StoryModeGaming.com for all your gaming news. Social media, of course, we have social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StoryModeAUS. Plus, we're on Twitter. We record these podcasts live every week at StoryModeAUS. Plus, like I said, we have a bunch of games. We stream. Hopefully. Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, or maybe the day before this podcast came out. I don't really know how time works or when this podcast will release, <laughs> but we'll be streaming some Halo multiplayer, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, if not, some Forza, Age of Empires, um, Strand Deep, uh, Simon's probably got some Final Fantasy coming up, but a whole plethora of games coming up. Um, and of course, if you want to donate a couple of bucks to us, we're, we are on Patreon to search for Fan Critical, and you get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. Lads. With that, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. 
thanks, man. Um, everyone listening, thanks for thanks thanks for that. Keep doing that. Tell your friends and such. Um, stay safe. Play some games, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Mwah.